0: Hello folks, it's Simon Hazeldean here with my esteemed colleagues Mr. Phil Jesson and Mr. Graham Jones for yet another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. Um, I'm not quite sure how to introduce this episode, <laughs> uh, this this could get a bit contentious, this might even get a bit, a bit nasty, um, heated, heated, heated is the word, thank you Phil, heated. I am a staunch advocate of target and goal setting. Uh, My my research from my masters in, in psychology, psychology performance, unearthed the fact that one of the most proven things in the whole field of psychology is that people with clear targets and goals perform to a higher standard than people who do not have clear targets and goals. And yet, my colleague, Mr. Graham Jones, is going to attempt to convince me that we should scrap sales targets now. But before he does, I'm, Mr., I'm, Mr. I'm going to jump
1: in here because I'm on your side here. Okay, my good, fa- good. My favorite football team has to undergo a second leg football match in the not too distant future. Their target—make a note, Graham. Their target is a goal. Is that they have to—they <laughs> have to win the game.
0: Absolutely.
1: They are not without target,
0: i.e just having a kick around crap targets are good for you now just a moment because we should be clear here that you may think this episode is directed at sales directors and sales managers and indeed obviously it is because they're the ones who do the setting i am sure this episode will also be of interest to those having the targets set for them or given to them The sales people of the world are listening in, Mr Jones, as are the sales managers and sales directors. Sales chat show beamed across the known worlds. Go on then, convince us why (laughs) we should scrap sales targets.
2: And the unknown world. (laughs) (laughs) And that. Uh, The reason we should scrap sales targets is because there's plenty of evidence they do not work. Uh, You're talking about targets for individuals and people and the psychology of that is proven for particular personality types, not others but uh, we're talking about sales targets for businesses and for teams and they do not work because the evidence shows they don't work Those companies that have scrapped sales targets actually sell more than those companies that don't that have sales targets. So if you don't have a sales target, the evidence is you are going to sell more. And the reason for that is because you are giving your salespeople much more freedom and you're giving them much more autonomy. And one thing we know about the psychology of employment is that those people who are most motivated at work and those most likely to do their selling are those people who have the greatest autonomy, the biggest driver in job motivation is autonomy. Am I allowed to get on and do my job in the way I want to do it? And as soon as we put targets in, you're reducing that level of autonomy. You reduce work performance and you reduce the ability for staff to reach the targets that you've set them. So actually if you don't set them targets, they work harder, they perform better, they're more motivated and they sell more than you would have done if you'd set the ridiculous low target that you thought of in the first place.
0: However, my research showed I've got one of those as well in a minute, you carry on. (laughs) However, my research shows that goals and targets increase focus, increase concentration, increase resilience increase motivation increase problem solving all that all that good stuff are you trying to say there's a work business context and a, and a personal context yeah, no you're or?
2: absolutely right that those, those kind of things are absolutely true but they are personality dependent so there are plenty of personality types where those things do not happen so you look at goal setting amongst the general population and most people are not influenced by goals most people are not the personality types that you're talking about
0: so sh- those, should we have those people as salespeople. Um, well, how's that for a challenge? But then
2: then your problem is you end up with a sales team that are all one personality type and you don't necessarily then fit with all your customers because your customers are going to be multiple personality types and you're not going to have any empathy or any connection because they're not going to be people like you and therefore you're not going to do the selling. You need multiple personality types. So actually, what you're talking about is absolutely true for a restricted personality type. For the mm. rest of the world, it's
1: not the so true. I remain could somewhat I, unconvinced, Mr. Jess. Can I, I just bring this back to the real world, which clearly, Graham, is not where you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's imagine yeah, but that- but I, I don't have... follow
2: your football team, and you're not in the real world by following them.
1: <laughs> 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 Touche. Uh, let's imagine that I'm a sales director listening to this. My real world is I've just recruited a new sales body. I am paying him or her a handsome salary, there are expenses, there's the induction, there's all sorts of cost gone in, then one of my targets is to recover that cost over a period of time to know whether I've made the right recruitment decision. I can't afford to put all of that cost in and then not be able to evaluate it as my sales body just goes out there enjoying themselves and occasionally coming lucky and selling something
2: well you see that's just nonsense because if your salesperson were just going out there and enjoying themselves then that just shows your recruitment process was rubbish yeah so it means that it's not them that's me- not meeting your target it's you selected the wrong person in the first place so if you p- select people who are self motivators who are people can get on people who want that who respond to autonomy respond to being able to do the job then those people are highly motivated perform well and sell more. So I can't say any more than that really. that The the evidence is that those companies without sales targets perform and sell more than when they had sales targets.
1: So what's the action point that you are suggesting that our listeners follow? Is it as extreme as scrap of the sales target? Or Scrap the sales target? Is there target. an interim stage for
2: no, them? Scrap the sales target, yeah, completely get rid of it. Give your staff autonomy. There was a classic study uh, done on the world's top one hundred brands a few years ago, looking at uh, how much money did they make, and what was that? Was that related to how active they were on the internet? And the the researchers were trying to show that the more social media you did. in these world's top 100 brands, the more profitable the companies were. And in fact, they did show that, except they missed out one vital thing, and it was what kinds of companies were they actually looking at and who did the most social media. And the companies that did the most social media activity were the ones that had almost no rules. They had contracts, which were things like, just turn up to work whenever you want. Uh, We're not going to give you nine to five. You have your holiday. You You can have six weeks holiday a year, but you take it whenever you like. As long as you achieve your job, and your job is whatever your job title is you come in and achieve that we don't care whether you come what days you come in how you come in you know when you achieve your job just do just get your job done and those no, what
1: what do you mean by achieve your job what what is that if it's not to in commercial terms hit a certain level To complete a
2: project or something. So obviously you're going to employ a salesperson to sell. So if the salesperson isn't selling that's their job to go out and sell. If they're not selling, A you've recruited the wrong person but B you've not created the right internal environment to do their work. And so it's about the environment you work in. So this study showed that those relaxed companies were the ones that were doing most social media why were they doing the most social media because they were relaxed about their staff doing it those companies that were controlling companies highly controlling companies one of which has a prayer that the staff are meant to say at their desk every morning not a religious prayer a kind of creed that you're meant to say every day so there are hundreds of thousands of staff around the world are meant to stand up and recite this before they start work very controlling kind of business Actually that company lost money over the year and the other companies that were big brands that were very relaxed actually dramatically increased their profits over the year. We find the, uh, another research about company values, so the, company, the, the stock market values of companies. Those companies that allow staff to just react and do things without controls, their stock market value in the year of this study which was a couple of years ago, their stock market value increased by 7% on average whereas the actual stock market for the year, this American stock market, the stock market fell by about 2% per year and the controlling businesses, those with very tight controls, tight targets, all the rest of it. Their their values, their companies fell by about ten percent. So let me let me
0: let me kind of maybe meet you halfway then, because I think you know that that all sort of sounds very interesting and very enlightened companies and so on and so forth. But we're probably going to have listeners, sales managers, sales directors, maybe even salespeople, who aren't working for those sort of companies. Um, what I would absolutely endorse is the autonomy piece, which is, you know, I've seen the piece of data, probably we've seen the similar data, the employees with the greatest autonomy and freedom, higher levels of motivation and engagement. And I think a good manager, definitely a good sales manager, sales director, gives people freedom within certain boundaries, ethics, costings, whatever whatever those boundaries are, maybe even you know, revenue boundary, you know, you've got to achieve a certain but within that you maximise people's sense of freedom and their their ability to use their intelligence and their motivation to achieve yep. things. So I think that will be a that will be a a definite for me recommendation to all the sales managers, sales directors is, you know, if you're employing the right people, you must give them the freedom to use their intelligence and capability to, 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 to deliver a good result. But I guess the scrapping the sales targets entirely for some organisations is gonna be a big stretch, isn't it? Yeah? Because those
2: like are more controlling organisations so that you as a sales director are dictated to by some kind of board that yes. say, has given you a target and so you can't revolutionise that business yourself. That You, you have to stick to some target. So it's about how do you translate that into giving a more open environment yeah. that people can achieve that and how can you also convince the board that they need to change their mind. So there's two kinds of tasks you're going to need to do as the sales director in this, but actually if you give those people more freedom. So the one thing you've got to do as a sales director is trust your sales yes, And yes. if you don't trust your salespeople, then the problem is yours because you shouldn't have employed them if you don't trust them. So it comes down to recruitment again. Are you recruiting the right people? Have you recruited them for the right reasons? Can you trust those people to just get on with it? If you can, you're recruiting well. If you can't, you've got to ask questions about yourself.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I would have to say, having been a, a sales manager in the past with, you know... 10 field-based salespeople, you know, reporting into me. You have to have a degree of trust or you drive yourself into, you know, into a crazy, crazy place trying to work out where they all are. Well, I I, I think
1: this has been a highly contentious uh, episode. Nothing wrong with that. And I think on our website, Simon, we ought to put Graham's home address. (laughs) So any unhappy sales directors in weeks to come can Uh. knock on Graham's door for a a more... uh, (laughs) <laughs> a more personal a Vigorous a, a a more vigorous more debate. About about it, about it. The topic. That's, that's the word I was struggling with, a more vigorous one to one with Mr Jones to further discuss it. <laughs> but yeah. I
0: think I think it's good. It's good it's good to challenge some of the ways we've been working in the past. I will yeah. say that I think scrapping them all together sounds like a step too far for me and for many of my clients that I work with. But I think there's there's something that we need to take a look at. And I think, think about it.
2: We can use a sporting analogy here because we're recording this a little after the uh, weekend when uh, England rugby I'm afraid lost rather badly to Scotland um, and th- I think there's, you can see the two different kinds of approaches that England was trying to be strategic and had obviously got in their mind what we've got to do based on the history of Scotland is we've got to go and score two tries and, and uh, we'll be okay so they had a number they had a target they were looking for that whereas Scotland was we just score as much as we can yeah uh, and th- you find that in lots of if you if you limit people targets limit people so they don't do the things to actually achieve so when you say all we want to achieve you know or what we want to achieve is sales of a million this year you're already telling people you don't need to try for 2 million mm-hmm. So you limit their behaviour, you're reducing their behaviour, and it's the same in rugby, you know, you're reducing the England player's behaviour by limiting them, by being strategic, saying, well, what we need to do is do this and we'll beat Scotland. As a result, they were walked all over by Scotland who were just taking the approach of, we'll just score as much as we can.
0: Okay, so there's some interesting interesting things for us to think about, and I think if, if, if you have rejected what Graham has said uh, categorically, then I would really encourage you to think about You know, I think we all should should challenge the way we're working from, from, from time to time, and scrapping sales targets might be too big a stretch for some organizations, but have a think about it, at, at the very least. I, I have to admit, I'm remaining somewhat unconvinced, but um, uh, well, a good, I, I appreciate your point of view. A sir. good
2: salesperson, knows that the best thing you can do is research. So good salespeople will do A-B testing. So here's what I challenge sales directors to do, to split their sales team into two. Give one sales team their targets as normal, one part of the sales team, you know, if you've got a sales team of 20 people, give 10 of them sales targets and give the other 10 no sales targets. And then come back to me in a year's time and tell me which team performed better.
1: And that's why they need your home address, Graham, when they come back to you. For
2: those 10 to send the boys around. So
0: (laughs) Mr. Jones has thrown down the gauntlet to the sales directors out there. The A-B split test. So uh, should you scrap sales targets or not, we leave that to you, our dear listener. So thank you, Graham, for for, uh, prompting a very vigorous... An enthusiastic debate. So it's been the contentious Mr. Graham Jones and his pesky research that he likes hitting us round the head with at every available opportunity. He's Um, a psychologist. He is. After all he is a son, that's why we have him here. Uh, Mr. Phil Jesson and I'm Simon Hazeldean uh, for saleschatshow.com, saleschatshow.com driving your sales success. There are lots of other episodes on the saleschatshow.com website and also if you would like a little email to remind you when we upload new episodes to the website, um, just subscribe on the homepage of saleschatshow.com and we will let you know when an episode is updated, no spam. Um, obviously not sell anything, your data, so on and so forth, purely used just to let you know when new episodes are available to you. So thank you very much for listening. Just like to wish you good luck and good selling from everybody here at the Sales Chat Show.